Now, are you totally going to die because you don't implement augmented reality? No. Are you totally going to die because you don't implement machine learning, artificial intelligence? Probably not. Are you going to totally die because you don't integrate uh, automation systems of processes and SOPs? Uh, we're getting a little closer. But if you don't do any of it, you're dead. of our lives inside either in traffic at work or close eye how about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Work Wherever podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about AI automation, the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it is Saturday. And that goes along with your systems and processes and how to build an efficient business that you can take yourself out of and not be reliant on what you know or what you don't know. That's the whole premise of the show. And we have different topics of discussion around that sentence, around that intro. The first one being um, this. This is a Roy's Rain episode. So it's me getting on here by myself, putting my tinfoil hat. I'm just kind of sitting around, talking about hypotheticals, doing short podcast episodes. Then there is... Homegrown with Haley. I had to think. I always have to think about this. I need to get a better flow of this. I'm not very efficient with this part of the show. I will get there. The Homegrown with Haley, that's my wife. That's where we talk about homeschooling. We talk about lifestyle and how uh, the benefits of working wherever we do the internet hotspot. That's with me and Sydney. And that episode, we pull out trending news articles and we go over technology and the news, our opinion on it, how we might how it might affect some of the things that we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And then we have the full length or the interviews. And that's where we bring on people within the industry. We do the interviews. We interview them. It's the most of the podcasts that you guys listen to. We will probably do one of those a month in the year. And we're going to bring on more specific industry experts. So those that are specific to technology. In the past, we brought on generalized entrepreneurs, stuff like that. But now we're going to go hit hard into the specifics of technology. And today's episode is an episode around the Rogers Bell Curve. And Specifically, the Rogers Bell Curve that we use at Go Work Wherever, we have a quiz that'll diagnose your personality as to where you sit on our Rogers Bell Curve. And we have laggard Lisa, stagnant Stan, government Gary, which I'll get into that, what exactly government Gary and why he is the late majority in a second. Then we have the early majority that is um, Share Drive Sharon. Um, and then we have uh, Technical Terry. I feel like I'm missing one, but... Let's see, Laggard Lisa. I obviously don't have this written down in front of me. I should probably do that. Laggard Lisa, Stagnant Stan, Government Gary, Share Drive Sharon, Technical Terry. There they are. So that's all of them. So the traditional Rogers Bell Curve is the late to the party. And that's what we're going to go over today. Those are the laggards. Then we have the late majority late majority that's your stagnant stand we have your early majority that's your government gary 
We have your early adopters. That's your share drive, Sharon. And then we have your technical Terry, who is your innovators. Now we are the innovator in this side. Those of you listening, hopefully you're on the inner the the innovator side. And if you're not, that's okay too. Not everyone needs or should be an innovator because when we get into that government Gary section, the early majority, it, it would actually be really bad if government members and decision makers were all innovators. The reasoning behind that is innovators are not paying attention to security concerns. They're not paying, paying attention to what was or the way that we've always done things, which in a sense of innovation, that's kind of like the bad. That's kind of like the evil, right? We're saying, okay, well, this is the way we've always done things. So you always hear people say, oh, that's, that's the worst uh, thing to say to an innovator. And in a sense it is, but in the government, it's not. Because the government needs to know the way that's always done things, because there's a thing called the Constitution. And there are certain laws, and there are certain uh, powers at, at bay. There is a whole lot of uh, security aspects that need to be considered, SOPs. So there's a lot more in the conversation around the government Gary and the early majority than they are the innovators. So I'm speaking to the government Garys through the innovator lens, and I'm speaking to the share drive Sharons, who are the early majority, from the innovator lens and saying, neither of you are typically incorrect. It's just the way you go about it and the way we strategize this next year is what's important. So yes, you both need innovators to guide you to where you want to be. And you both care about specific things that are a little bit different. The, the government obviously cares about different things in industry and how to get to the same goal of efficiency. But today my message is to the laggards. And so the laggards are, and I have, I did bring up a definition of it. So a laggard is a person or a thing that is slow or lingers. For example, the few laggards slow down the pace of a hike. So the, an, as an adjective, a slow person, especially one who is always falling behind. For example, the company has been accused of being a laggard and adopting new technology. Funny, because that's what we're talking about. And so the laggard is traditionally somebody who is lagging behind, somebody who is the last person to adopt something. The person who is, yes, they have SOPs. Yes, this is the way that things have always been done. But that becomes an excuse for every decision. So let's talk about AI, artificial intelligence, and process maps, because that's my area of expertise. A laggard in these areas are going to point to AI as it's evil, and I'll never use it. I've actually seen people say and post that to say, I'm never going to use AI because, uh, you know, I'd rather my business burn. Real, real talk, I've seen this. I'd rather my business burn then use AI. So first, there's there's just total ignorance in that statement. You're already using artificial intelligence out there, everybody. I hate to break it to you, but you're already using artificial intelligence. If you're using spell check, you're using artificial intelligence. If you got in a car today and used Google Maps or Waze, you're using artificial intelligence. If you used a search engine today, you're using artificial intelligence. If you used predict predictive text, you're using artificial intelligence. And I know what you're saying. Why? You know, I don't have a smartphone. Well, that's crazy. But even if you are that, T9 text messaging to my millennials out there, that in its sense is artificial intelligence predictive text. 
So we've been using artificial intelligence for a very long time. Now, I know what you're saying. Roy, the artificial intelligence is different now. Now it's being creative. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. That's called generative AI, which is totally different. Eh. It is a different topic of conversation, we'll say, than artificial intelligence. Are they both using machine learning, which is really what is really the topic of discussion is machine learning and not artificial intelligence, but I'm not going to get into the specifics around here. But there's AIML. You'll see that a lot. Obvious, uh, for obvious reasons, they're generally grouped together in conversation because the general public has a hard time in distinguishing the difference between the two. And you know, for all my tech nerds out there who are saying, oh, it's machine learning and not AI, thank you for pointing that out. But for all intents and purposes of this podcast, I'm going to continue to use AI and ML interchangeably. You know, if that gets my certifications pulled, then, you know, sorry, AWS and Microsoft pull them, you know, like, but that's, that's what I'm referring to is. And now when we're talking about ChatGPT and we're talking about modern AI, we're talking about generative AI. So generative AI is an artificial intelligence that has the ability to create things, not bring you to a point where they think that you're going based on previous actions, predictive text, spell check, things like that. But get to a point where we're saying, oh, well, based on the based on the things that you're asking and the knowledge points that you have taught us, then we believe it should be something like this. Now, a lot of people are going to be afraid and the, the laggards out there, I'm speaking specifically to you. Let me turn this logo around so you guys can see the American flag because this energy drink is delicious. But for the people out there who are going to be afraid of generative AI. So first off, we've established that you're totally wrong in thinking that AI is the devil at least in its current stand, and that you think that you're going to go and build an entire business now using artificial intelligence. We've already debunked that. So let's talk about generative AI at this point. Now, to get to generative AI, those of you who are out there and you're saying, I'm never going to use artificial intelligence, I'm never going to use AI, you're probably not even in a position where you are able to even implement AI. So that statement, again, is ignorant. There are areas where you can use AI like ChatGPT to write me a business plan, to write me an SOP, to give me examples, to give me thought process, to help me brainstorm. But if you're afraid of that destroying your business, then you're not cross-checking it. And we've had multiple episodes about that very topic to say, don't use it to do your work. Use it as a brainstorming tool, right? So I'm not going to get into that totally. But if you are using ChatGPT, to make total business decisions, then go listen to any of the episodes that we did this last year on ChatGPT and the dangers behind using it as just as a decision maker and not a tool. So let's assume that you've listened to all those episodes and now you're saying that my business is not going to use artificial intelligence and machine learning. Then I would say to you, your business isn't ready for artificial intelligence and machine learning because you're not doing the gross um, transactions, the necessary data crunching, you're not doing the necessary processing of things that warrant you using artificial intelligence and machine learning. Your business isn't simply big enough in order to, to have the need for true artificial intelligence and machine learning. Do you need to do get things done quicker, better, faster? Sure, we all do. And that's where you can utilize uh, tools like ChatGPT, 35 Turbo, and all those other, those other small tools to say, hey, give me an idea to get me to a rough draft. Uh, hey, I need to write uh, this. Give me a brainstorm of topics that I can use so that I can write the, write 
it. That is a totally different conversation than what I'm about to talk about to my laggards. So to my laggards, you're not ready, first off. Second, the fact that you're putting something off from the very beginning without truly understanding it already puts you way behind the competition, and you're actually at a point where you are causing detrimental harm to your organization and the future of your business. Point blank, period. If you are going to survive this next year or two in business, it could be the next four. We don't know the, the amount of chaos, the amount of destruction, the amount of financial implications. We don't know if we're headed to a recession. I mean, look, there are economists, I'm not one of them, who say that we're about to head into a recession. There are those to say that we're headed towards, you know, greener pastures. The, but there is nobody out there that thinks that we're just going to have a booming year and everything's going to be great. That's that's not where we're headed. So to dive into this year thinking that you're going to be able to do things business as usual is ignorant. And so you're going to need all the help that you can get. And if you think it's business as usual and you're not going to use these these this new technology that's out there that, oh, by the way, your competitors are using, you will not survive the next year and a half. You won't. Now, will your business still be in business? Maybe, but the harm that you're doing to your business and your organization of the um, amount that you're going to fall behind your competition, you won't survive. You might not die this year, but you're not going to make it very much, fa uh, very much far into the next decade. I can guarantee you that. Five years. Those of you who are not implementing artificial intelligence and automation, I give you five years if you are standing firm to say, I'm not doing it, and you're, re and you're real about it, like you're actually not using any form of generative AI, machine learning, or business intelligence, you're out. This, it, this, I, I don't see how you make it past five years. I really don't. So you need this technology. You need systems and processes. You need automation in order to grow and thrive. But more so, you need it to survive the next two years. Because you're simply not going to. With the cost of uh, inflation, the cost of goods and services, the cost of human resources, the, the, the cost of just living right now, you're going to have to do two different things. There's only two different ways that you can respond to everything that's coming out right now. The first response is, is you can raise your prices. Everyone's raising their prices right now. That's the first thing. When you raise your prices, you probably will lose clients. That's most people will re recognize and say, yes, hey, you know what? That's the type of world that we live in. But they're also doing two things. They're also either raising their prices or the alternative is look for ways to cut costs so that your profit margins are increased. And if you're raising your prices and they're looking for ways that they can cut costs for their, their profit margins to increase and your prices are going up and somebody else's prices aren't, guess what? You're cut and you no longer survive, survive that first round of cuts that a lot of people are doing this time of the year. Either they did them in December or they're doing, going into the new year with a goal of how their business can become more efficient, more profitable, and how they can make more money or how they can survive the year, quite frankly. And so the first way, again, raise prices. The second way is to cut costs or to increase profitability. And that's where we as innovators and as capital presence can help you survive. And that's where automation, that's where AI and generative AI and machine learning, and that's where business intelligence, and that's where systems and processes, and that's where automation is going to help your business survive the next year and a half. If you don't have those things, 
why are you listening to this podcast? If you think that if you if you think that you can exist, if you can survive and thrive the next year and a half without those things and just doing things to biz, as business as usual, I have nothing for you and you can turn this off. To the rest of you who are understanding that, don't be the laggard. If you're sitting in a in a, a meeting and you're sitting in a, at your desk about to make a decision and you catch yourself saying, "Well, that's the way that we've always done it." That should be immediately audited. What is it that we've always done? Why have we always done it this way? To my government friends, I know there is red tape. There are SOPs. There are all kinds of different things. We had a, a, a talk with Callie Keene who came on where we talked about PMAPs and the difficulty of moving, just simply moving somebody from another role and how hard that is in the government. There are details. There are certain things that you can do. So I'm not making total excuses, but there are things put in place that prohibit you from doing certain things and you will fall behind by nature. I totally understand that. But by falling behind, you only fall behind the innovator, which is the top 2%. You only fall behind the early adopter, which would be your commercial and, and private sector partners. So as a public sector agency or an enterprise organization who has these similar red tapes that are, uh, strictly monitored by the federal government, you need to align yourself with partners who are the innovators and who are the early adopters so that you can pick their brains so that you can develop strategies and plans so that a win does hit the GCC environment, government commercial cloud for my friends out there, that you can take extreme action against those plans so that when it does open up, you don't fall further behind commercial. Oh, and by the way, the private industry will already have developed what to do and what more importantly, not to do the security aspects and concerns surrounding this technology. And you'll be able to take action and probably move swifter through the, through the water, so to speak, than the innovators did because the innovators were hitting roadblock, 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 roadblock. So their pathway to implementation is going to be far more difficult than yours, assuming you've aligned yourselves with the appropriate private sector partners. That's what you can do, government Gary's out there, which also refer to as the early adopters or the early majority, rather. The late majority, y'all are going to be falling way behind. And your growth, will you grow? Probably, because at least you're adopting the technology at some point in fashion, at some point in time. Will you grow rapidly? No. And if you're not growing rapidly, you're going to be churning more people. You're going to be churning more power, more energy, more resources, which means to higher spend, which means to burnt out employees, which leads to roadblocks on the other side of the equation, because your partners, your customers, your clients are likely already early adopters or early majority. And so you're fall behind, far, falling behind. So you're going to lose customers and clients and, and revenue based on you not even having just the basics of this technology. You don't even have to be using machine learning, artificial intelligence to a point of the innovator or the early adopter or even the early majority. You just have to have it in a place where it's accessible to them. You don't have to be an expert. In fact, you won't be an expert. But if you don't have it at all, then you're a laggard and you're screwed. Imagine this. Imagine you're going to buy something. This is why bookstores died. But imagine you're going to buy a book and you walk into a store and you say, hey, I'm here to buy a book. And they say cash only. Now you're going to look at them and you're going to go cash only. I don't have any cash on me. 
I don't have the amount of cash. Can't you take my credit card? No, we don't take credit cards because we're against technology. How ridiculous would that sound when you can go on your phone and buy a book and it'll be here likely same day? How insane is it that this bookstore does not have the technology to process your credit card? Now think of that in the next wave of technology. Now you walk in and you don't have Apple Pay. Now you don't have Samsung Pay. Now you don't have Google Pay. Now you don't have the ability to do taps. Now you don't have something like uh, Afterpay where you can break your payments down uh, in, quarter, in, in monthly payment plans. These type of things are costing you revenue. And those are just things that are already been on the market for a couple of years or five, 10. So think about the next five, 10 years. How far are you going to fall behind with this machine learning and this artificial intelligence from an ex external perspective? Something that they want to do. Well, why can't I see the couch in my house using, you know, that types of technology? Why can't I do that? Augmented reality has been out for quite some time. You're telling me that I can't turn through my phone, turn the walls blue through augmented reality? That's been out for quite some time. You might lose customers. Now, are you totally going to die because you don't implement augmented reality? No. Are you totally going to die because you don't implement machine learning artificial intelligence? Probably not. Are you going to totally die because you don't integrate uh, automation systems and processes and SOPs? Uh, we're getting a little closer. But if you don't do any of it, you're dead. You can't sit there as a laggard and say, I shun all of technology and expect to get anything done. So guys, hopefully you got a lot out of this. Uh, hopefully you are doing planning for your new year and you have some key points of emphasis in mind of how you can integrate these new technologies. If you got anything out of this show, please share it. And guys, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, see you. Hey there, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications for all the latest videos from Capital Presence.